Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. This podcast is heard literally around the globe. A big shout out this week to the USA, Australia, the United Kingdom, Canada, and South Africa for being my top global downloaders. Be sure to get this podcast each and every week. Subscribe, rate and review it, and share it with all of your friends. During my last few podcasts, we've discussed some bad habits that every prophet must break, specifically the bad habit of prophesying extra biblical revelation, the bad habit of not taking care of your emotional health, and then the bad habit of not staying in your lane. Prophets are leaders and communicators, and understandably, they can have an intense focus on their extraordinary supernatural experiences. They don't always have the same focus on protocol and boundaries, however. For example, I discussed the narrow conditions in which a prophet might bring a prophetic rebuke to their church's senior leader. I also answered the question, should a prophet bring prophetic correction to their church with out their senior leader's consent? And then should prophets give prophetic warnings or words of judgment to God's entire church or not? Get the answers to all of that in my last podcast, and this week we'll discuss the bad habit of prophetic manipulation. We would think that prophets would not resort to such behavior, but I've observed that prophets don't always know they're manipulating people. I'm really looking forward to this topic today. And before I continue, I want to remind you to get my newest book, The Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook. The Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook describes my personal journey of getting my memories back at age 47, a condition known as traumatic dissociative amnesia, and then discovering I had a narrative of the deepest occultic abuse you can imagine. I went through a process of very deep inner healing and deliverance, as well as professional Christian counseling for complex trauma. God's word is so true, and I'm living proof. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's John chapter 8 and verse 36. And as you read through the contents of this book, you're going to find hope and help to heal from all the damage of your past. The Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook is available in paper hardcover, audio, and digital. It ships from the USA and Australia. Go to jenniferevaz.com and just hit the shop tab. Now back to our topic, bad habits that every prophet must break. And this week's bad habit is prophetic manipulation, which surprisingly prophets don't always know they're doing this. And when prophets don't understand boundaries, for example, they can slip into prophetic manipulation without realizing they've crossed a boundary. For example, I observed a prophet give a directional word to a young couple at a conference. They were business entrepreneurs, and he told them that God was saying they need to move from one area of the country to another area of the country and be part of a new ministry work that was being established. The prophet did this in front of the entire conference crowd, which created pressure on this couple because there wasn't any room for discussion about it. This new ministry being referenced with this prophetic word, it wasn't even this prophet's ministry. I felt the whole scene could have been avoided if there was a better understanding of proper boundaries, and instead of being prophetic, it came off manipulative because of the way it was done. We don't prophesy people out of their businesses and homes and then pair them with other people's ministries like that. This would have been better served as a private discussion that left plenty of room for this couple in business to disagree. 
This is just one example of prophetic manipulation. But again, I don't think this prophet understood what he was doing. Another reason prophets might engage in prophetic manipulation is to fulfill their unmet needs. Those needs could be emotional, financial, even physical. And when a prophet becomes frustrated about their needs not being met, they might misuse their God-given gifts to manipulate others to fill the gaps rather than relying on the Lord. Let me explain how that might occur. Prophets, they have supernatural gifts from God, and these gifts are usually amplified. For example, many of God's people, not just prophets, they have the Holy Spirit's gift of discerning of spirits. That's the supernatural ability to distinguish what spirit is motivating any situation, whether it's God, a demon, or a human agenda, good or bad. I have this gift from the Holy Spirit, but I'm also a prophet, and this gift is very amplified in me. For example, I can typically discern a wicked person in a group way before anyone else, sometimes years before anyone else sees it. I might feel it, sense it, or just know it on the inside, but I'm usually the first to know, and I've had to learn how to handle that graciously. But it's a gift that God has allowed to operate in me very strongly for his redemptive purposes. And what I just described is typical with most prophets. They have supernatural gifts, but these Holy Spirit gifts are very amplified. At the same time, prophets are human beings with emotions, hang-ups, hurts and wounds, likes and dislikes. They're not beyond on the normal human condition. James chapter 5 verse 17 describes the prophet Elijah as having a nature just like us. In other words, he was fully human and yet still very powerful. This is frustrating to prophets because they prefer to live from one supernatural experience to the next, which can make them feel superhuman and above and beyond the normal human condition. They don't always recognize how strongly their normal human needs might be driving them into behavior that God did not author. It's important to understand that just because someone is a prophet, it doesn't mean they have the fruit of the Spirit fully operating in their lives. We read about the fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Fruit is something that has to be cultivated. For example, I have to learn to love people. I have to choose joy. I have to practice peace and practice patience. The fruit of the Spirit, it's not automatic, not for a prophet, not for anybody. And so anytime a prophet is emotionally wounded or internally driven by unmet needs or pride or jealousy or insecurity or competition, their prophetic ministry can be really impacted. They will receive the pure prophetic word of the Lord, but then administer it in a way that's manipulative and not even know they're doing it until someone points points it out. And so prophetic manipulation can manifest in different ways. I remember the ministry partner who said this to me. She said, I know things about you that you don't know that I know. I knew she was inferring that the Holy Spirit had showed her secret things about me that were most likely negative. I waited for her to elaborate, but she just didn't. And even when I asked her to, later when I brought it to her attention again for some kind of explanation, she had an ugly emotional reaction, and the issue never did get resolved. 
Her statement was a prime example of manipulation and a tactical move to gain power by suggesting a secret about me. This told me she had an unmet need for power, and I was going to be her target that day to try and meet that need in a manipulative way. She didn't know what she was doing, and prophets, they're not always self-aware of what is driving their behavior, and that's why I'm so insistent that prophets take care of their emotional health. I also remember the story. It's an old one. But there was a prophet who was a seer, and he told someone in the conference crowd about a stash of money located in their top dresser drawer. He saw it, and he was able to say the exact amount that was there, and then he told the person that God had said to give the entire amount to his ministry. I can't say this enough. Gifts that come from God can be very amplified in prophets. He really did see the money, and supernaturally so. But what he did next with that information, that was ungodly. To demand that money be given to his ministry just because he could see it and describe it, that's prophetic manipulation to the core. I often want to say to prophets that just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Prophets have to be very careful about the money realm if they want to have God's abundant blessings upon their lives. Resorting to prophetic manipulation to score a better offering is partnering with the spirit of mammon, and I could teach for days on that topic alone. How do prophets avoid prophetic manipulation? Again, having good accountability and taking care of their emotional health will put much of this to rest. Prophets are extraordinary individuals with amazing supernatural abilities. They just are not above the human condition, which is where prophetic manipulation can creep in. A prophet who is wholehearted and grounded from the inside out will serve the body of Christ powerfully and without an ungodly agenda. Amen? Now, thank you once again for listening to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Help me to get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Go to jenniferevaz.com and just hit the Give tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.